0: Welcome to another Biz Radio Spotlight Feature, where we like to introduce you to area businesses and the people behind them. If you'd like to see your business or organization have a spotlight on them, just visit Biz Radio and click on the Spotlight tab, and it'll walk you through from there. Now let's go ahead and meet this episode's Spotlight Feature. And let's welcome our spotlight for this episode, and that is Chris Mansfield. He is with NAI Beverly Hanks and focused to commercial real estate and uh, also an architect, which I'm looking forward to this conversation greatly. Chris, welcome to Biz Radio.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me.
0: Uh, Glad to have you on. And uh, we were talking a little bit before we came on the air and probably could have been a whole spotlight just in the conversation we already had. So we'll try to recreate some of that here and share with people a little bit of your background. You know, the two biggest questions Asheville or where are you from and how'd you get started doing what you do?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. That's uh, only in Asheville have I ever experienced the, you know, one of the main questions being, you know, how did you get here? Where did you come from?
0: Uh, (laughs) It's
1: such a transient community, but You know, I moved down here from New York, and uh, back in New York, I uh, practiced as an architect for over eight years, doing residential design work, some higher-end custom homes, as well as uh, a bunch of commercial and multifamily uh, mixed-use development projects.
0: Now, Now, that was one of the things we talked about before coming on, was, you know, architecture and drafting were a big interest of mine earlier in my life, and even considered as a career path, because I love... Design aspects. I, I, I love the organizational and mechanical side of things, but I also loved how it can be so tailored to specific, you know, personalities of a business or a family or or the landscape or things like that. What drew you into architecture?
1: You know, I <laughs> I wish I had a better story for that. I um, I wasn't a very good student in high school. You know, really didn't have a lot of direction, and um, you know, wasn't sure where I was going and. Um, so I an associate's degree program for computer-aided drafting CAD, and my father is a uh, commercial restaurant designer, and I thought to myself, well, why don't I do that? Because if I get the CAD, you know, drawing skills, uh, maybe dad will give me a job. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's where it started, and, you know, after, you know, taking those courses, I really fell in love with the architectural side of things and the design courses that we were doing and, you know, learning about, you know, the pedestrian experience and the way to make space and, you know, how that All that stuff affects our our environment around us. And uh, from there, I went on to do the associate's degree in architecture. Then I did their bachelor's degree in architecture and went on to uh, do a master's of architecture up in Amherst, Massachusetts.
0: Oh, very cool. Um, And that's interesting, too, because I was uh, we'll save it for another time. But I almost went to uh, school in Amherst. Uh, for For continued education of higher degree but we'll we 'll talk about that later right now let 's talk more about uh, this pathway in architecture and everything. How do you go from working in architecture to being drawn into commercial real estate
1: you know it 's a really good question i um I found, you know, as an architect uh, in practice, I learned um, that as much as architects get great education and schooling, and they learn all these things about our environment, our buildings and zoning and building codes, at the end of the day, the architect wasn't making the big decisions on these projects. It was often the developer or the finance group behind the development, you know, or the landowner. Um, so I found I, I was a bit frustrated with, you know, the level of decision making I was able to to make as an architect and thought a lot of times... Um, there was opportunity for us to provide higher level guidance and insight. So um, I ended up taking a job with an architect slash development group. We were doing architecture services for uh, for clients, and we also had a development wing um, where we were doing self-guided, um, you know, development projects um, under the, you know, guiding hand of a, of a licensed architect. And uh, that was really fun to kind of see where those two worlds kind of met, right?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting, and you know when you when you go in that direction and and I'm just thinking, about it, when did that happen? When did you make the transition? Because that'll that'll kind of paint the next question I have a little bit. When did you make that switch of going into commercial real estate so you could have some more of that frontline impact?
1: Yeah, so so in 2017, I took took the job with the architect slash developer. Started in their architectural wing, and very quickly, um, you know, drew an interest into the development side of the
0: the Mm. company. Yeah, because I was going to say, with you know, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, of course, you know, the Great Recession, then, and what happened to the real estate market, and then with COVID. You know, this is something where I still I'm I'm not sure where things are going to land on the commercial real estate side when it comes to (coughs) businesses and things. There's been such a huge paradigm shift over the course of covid and habits and routines and decisions and priorities seem to be in flex still. What's been your experience with that? What's it been like to be in that industry as we've gone through such an epic period of our of our nation's history and economy?
1: You know, it's affected, you know, different asset classes very differently, right? You know, the, um, you know certainly we've had a housing shortage um, and, you know, the low interest rates created a, uh, a real demand. Um, you know, we've had a you know, high housing demand. So we were in a position there where, you know, with the interest rates where they were at, the developers were able to, uh, you know, start to build multifamily at a speed and scale that we hadn't seen um, in quite some time. Um, you know, office space is still sort of up in the air. I think there's a lot of um, weariness as to where some of our office space is going to go. And and I still don't know that um, as a society, we've decided yet whether or not people are going back to the office or, you know, this is sort of a full time, you know, remote work kind of thing that we're transferring into and, you know, going forward. And then obviously, we've seen some really good restaurants fail. We've seen some really cool stuff open up as far as, uh, you know, retail, there's been sort of a, a turnover there where, you know, we saw unfortunately some stuff that we really loved, you know, go out of business, but we've also seen some really cool concepts open up with some of the funding and things that have been available. So it's a transitionary time,
0: I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the feel I get too. I mean, you know, owning a business radio station, I get to hear all of the success stories and all of the trials and tribulations. You know, I get to talk to a lot of business owners from a lot of different elements of our economy and that's where you know being a commercial real estate guy especially with your background in architecture and which i think gives it's it's not just the architecture side like you said there's a lot of perspectives and a lot of awareness of the tentacles that go out from real estate when you have that architecture professional training and certification and experience you you realize a lot of the ripple effect things well beyond Just well, I just designed a cool building. No, there's a lot to that, and so I think that probably lends itself to kind of a different approach to the conversations you have with people about their commercial real estate needs or what their goals are.
1: Yeah, you know, that's exactly it, and that's part of what really drove me into commercial brokerage was as an architect finding that a lot of times the biggest decisions were made and the biggest financial decisions in a transaction and at the closing table were made prior to you know talking to us, right and Um, And then after the closing, you know, well, we want to turn this building into apartments or, you know, we want to turn this old auction house into a brewery. And, you know, some of the professional guidance may not have been present, you know, um, prior to closing where you made these big financial decisions and certain things were missed that could have really easily been thought about if a preliminary code review had been done or, you know, uh, just a general, you know, site analysis or a really, you know, good zoning rundown you know, as architects, we break projects into phases, right? You have your uh, municipal approval phase, your schematic design phase, your design development phase, I call the commercial brokerage and, and the period of time before the transaction is done, you know, phase zero. And it's really a critical phase, because, you know, as you're looking at a building or a site, you know, you're making really, really big decisions on the highest and best use of that piece of land, um, you know, the the best user to market that to, and, um, essentially what's going to be done there. And, and I think, you know, having professional guidance early on um, in that early decision-making process is critical. And, and that's really what drove me for a passion to get into the conversation early mm-hmm. um, to help people.
0: Yeah. Does it help you kind of flag what to look for on exact, are, are you doing, um, you know, new construction, commercial real estate, or are you looking at existing properties, a, a combination of both?
1: Yeah, I I'd consider myself a general generalist. Um, you know, we're certainly looking at land and what can be done and you know, what impacts it might have on a community and who, who it might be best to market that to, um, you know, existing buildings and adaptive reuse to those buildings, um, you know, what kind of value add potential is there based on, you know, the, the infrastructure. Um, and then also, you know, as simple as working with tenants, right? Um, anybody that owns a business that, that may have, you know, rented a space knows how Complicated that process can sometimes, you know, the the approval process once you sign the lease, you know, making sure that, you know, we really can change this space from an office to a restaurant. And, and if we can, you know, what kind of code things do we open up? Do we need, you know, ADA right. bathrooms? Do we need sprinklers? You know, do we have our egress right? You know, all, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. So in that sense, you know, I'm thinking, too, for a lot of our listeners, you know, we have a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that listen to the station regularly. And, you know, if they have a space uh, that they're leasing and maybe they want to, you know, ex- explore buying a space or if they own a space, is there a way to diversify some inlays with some, you know, some redesign reuse? Uh, of some of the space they have, you know, Um, you know, there's all kinds of options. What's the best way at this point, I think probably, you know, just inviting people to follow up with you to have further conversations because we could keep talking and talking. I know that. Um, What's the best way for people to get in touch with you and make that connection and start having the conversations?
1: Yeah, I'd say, you know, and this may be dangerous on the radio, but I'll I'll throw my cell phone number right (laughs) out there. You know, my my cell is 845-699-3340. Um, And additionally, if you call the NAI Beverly Hanks office and ask for Chris Mansfield, that's another way to get to me, as well as my email, cmansfield at naibeverly-hanks.com.
0: And also, for anybody that's listening to this conversation on the radio, there's a little home icon right there on the feed, and you can just click that, and it'll take you through to Chris's um, landing page on the website. And then if you're listening on podcast, whatever platform, whatever your poison is for podcasts, just go ahead and look in the description down below, and we'll have all your contact information there as well. well you know, Chris, thank you so much again for being on and, uh, and having this conversation with us today. I appreciate
1: it. Hey, thanks for having me. This was fun. All right.
0: Thank you for listening to this Biz Radio Spotlight feature. If you'd like to have a Spotlight feature on your business, click on the Spotlight tab and it'll walk you through from there.
1: Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.